Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mm. A friend of mine uses the analogy of throwing your backpack over the fence. It's like... If you know if you know you want to go this way and there's big ass fence that's in front of you, throw your backpack because now your only option is to actually I like that. get on the other side. I like that a I lot. You'd like that logo. Damn, I do. <laughs> hey, you see my hat anywhere? You you did. You lost your hat. I I feel just. Why are you tweaking about it? Because I feel like something's missing. And by the way, you know who made it? Maverick. By Logan, Logan Paul, Paul, our sponsor. Oh my God! And so did, you, gonna, did you think to go in the merchandise store of the house? It's like a limited hat. It, I um. can't. We don't have another one. Well, you know what? We do have more what? on LoganPaul.com/shop. Big shout to Maverick one. by Logan yeah. Paul for sponsoring this episode, and also welcome back to Impulsive, the number one podcast in the world. If you are not subscribed, make sure to do so. Hit that button. Join the Impulsive family, the squad, the gang, 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 skirt. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Comment below what you think of the episodes. Like I said, always and often, we listen and love, by the way, your feedback. Feeling good today? Second podcast of the day. We're going to a film festival and then celebrating celebrating Evan's birthday in uh, Vegas later this week. So we're stacking them all up. <clears throat> I have a pimple on my mouth, though. It hurts. Really? Can't stop burping. Are you zooming in? It. I saw you fucking twist your hand, Andre. You're, you're zooming in? It's right here. It's you're, this one. You're clearing up, though. Except I gotta this one. say, this is one of those, bro. That's the like, that's the last stand. Well, it's gonna hit the mirror when I pop it. That's you think you could pop a pimple with a pop zoom from Andre's camera? If you, if you pop Got hard close enough, enough. Yeah. yeah, you could. Let's not do it. <laughs> no, you can see. Why don't you just stay wide? <laughs> Should we introduce the guys? I would like to do nothing else. All right, cool. Hey, by the way, there's two of them today. I'm about to bring on more than one. They're an unlikely band of brothers with over three million YouTube subscribers. They've gone bungee jumping out of a helicopter with Will Smith, fooled the internet with the fake Justin Bieber burrito prank, Mm. and they say yes to everything except drugs, I think. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) it's Yes Theory. Hello, what's up, boys? What's up, what's up? You You guys don't say yes to drugs, right? No. no okay, 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 that's good. good. And I'm, actually, a lot of other things we don't say yes to. It, oh, what else? Anything that doesn't contribute to, like, growth or doesn't have a clear reason and a why at the center of it. In of and some, out cheeseburgers. I mean, sometimes. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Depending on the day. You're not maybe but, theory. Yeah, exactly. Are you, you going to do the no headphones? You don't have to. I'm just saying that's bold. Um, don't do actually, it. it's kind of a yeah, joke. You don't, you don't have to. You don't have. To. You're the second guest to not wear headphones. Yeah, Steve was the first. Yeah, <laughs> it's just too much. Having I already hear your voices. Too much in my ear. Okay. Fuck it. How you guys doing? Thanks to uh, thanks for coming to Encino. Thanks for having us. Of course, of course. We we're missing one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thomas. Thomas. Yes. He's uh, back home editing, working hard. And uh, what wh- what happened the other day? Where like you were supposed to come out for? We had our Super Bowl party, right? Yeah. What were you doing? I was resting after like three days of going nonstop, uh, turning our house into a hotel. How'd that work? For one last, <laughs> actually, <laughs> the whole time we were filming it, it was like turning into a fire fest scenario. Seems, but, seems a bit, <laughs> seems, but, seems a bit sketchy. Yeah, yeah, but actually we pulled it off and through collaboration and just like 
our close group of friends coming together to help us out pull it off. On what time. if you came back and it was just a whorehouse, hundred percent, just just <laughs> prostitutes everywhere. When did you ever think of that? <laughs> what? 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 Like it, unintentionally, your hotel house turns into a whorehouse. It happens to hotels all the time. It does. They gotta be real cautious with that. No hotel, yes. That's not the kind of yes you get. I didn't tell you. Why did you do that? Why did you turn your house into a hotel? Because this is actually our last week in that house. We've been there ever since we moved to Venice about two and a half years ago. And we have had our biggest moment of our lives, most transformation in that in that space. Is that the the apartment? Yeah. No, that's those that's the big house with the backyard. In okay, Venice. okay, okay, okay. Yeah. But um and we kinda we we have been abandoning the inside of it for about a few months now since we moved out living and now we just work out of there uh, so the editing happens in the backyard Got you. Yeah. so the inside was just a complete mess and for a proper send-off and a goodbye for the house we wanted to clean the inside and actually make it livable for more <laughs> guests that are gonna come and sleep the last how much money ever. you make you make you make you yeah, know so actually we the way we identified like the value of the room is we put a bid out to the audience and and but the idea was to, to make someone think that that's what they're going to pay. But when they come, we actually don't accept the payment. Oh, uh, okay. So that's someone, nice. the offer yeah, was a thousand dollars. Someone wanted to pay a thousand dollars to come spend the night there. So that's, we, we Will you guys that. be there too when, when they come say? Yeah, yeah. We already did the episode and it was filmed. Yeah. It was a great success. A fire. So, a great success. Great. Uh, very nice. Uh, next um, Sunday on yes theory. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can plug. I don't care. Right, do They're going to buy the slash shop. So, it's <laughs> <whatever>. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. so, so I, I do want to address basically like who you guys are and what you do. Mm-hmm. So yes theory, this is fucking awesome. Cause uh, subconsciously, I've done this my whole life. And then you guys like uh, made it a brand. And mm. now it's seek discomfort is your slogan. So yeah, does one of you want to give the, the the spiel, which you've done a thousand times about what Yes Theory is? For sure. Yeah. So we, we believe that all the best things in life happen when you say yes and when you get out of your comfort zone. Uh, we were all kind of in our own little routines when we first met and we wanted to, to find a way to just grow and push ourselves to the limit. And we figured that the best way to do that was just to seek discomfort in every way, in every facet of life, for, like from dating girls to uh, meeting people that you really wanted to meet and that you looked up to. Uh, and just to, yeah, like to really, really challenge yourself. And even if it's like a marathon or a 10K race, like shit that just you would normally not do, that you normally say no to, because that's the default to say no. And I mean, just like you said, you've been doing it for so long, just like putting stuff out and like pushing yourself yeah. and like taking on stuff that you don't think you'd be good at. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we made it kind of like our lifestyle, our living to just really, really say yes. Fortunate that you found three of you that, that yes. believe in that, believe in that logic. How did, how did you all meet? We all met in Montreal, Canada in the mm. summer of 2015. Very serendipitously. The three of us were almost never supposed to meet, but somehow there we go. Yeah. I like you that. Ready? ready for this? I, okay. I like so, uh, I guess I'll, I'll start with where I was at that point. I was in Montreal raising money for a tech startup that I had been working on throughout okay. college. Um, realized that Montreal wasn't the right place for me, so wanted to relocate to New York. In my last week at, at, in Montreal, I was walking on the street just one night, and I heard uh, just noise coming from a rooftop. Um, it was the area where students that went to the universities, the big universities in Montreal were living, so I knew it was a student party, and I figured... I might as well just pop in and figure, like try and find a way to sneak in. Yeah. <laughs> Two right. girls walking down the street. I was like, hey, there's a party going up there. Do you want to 
check it out. I I don't think they would let me go in my own, but if you guys come, that will increase Smooth. my nice. Smart. That's Smooth. a veteran. That's a veteran nightclub. All right, it worked. <laughs> veteran move. It worked, and then you know, never saw them again after we after we st- we walked into the to the to the rooftop. Started talking to people, uh, telling them about my story, what I was up to, what I was trying to create. And everybody was like, oh, you should meet Thomas. You guys sound very... Oh, no way. Yeah. You guys, there's a lot of similarities here. Um, about 20, 25 minutes later, I ended up meeting Thomas. And there was an instant, like, just click in the way we bonded and the way we interacted. And from there, you know, when you meet someone, you're like, ah, oh, this is... There's something interesting yeah. happening. Yep. Like, you know, you yep. fall in love. There is... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you fell in love with Thomas. Yeah, big time, big time. Nice. It's like I love my boys. Yeah, exactly. No problem. Yeah. It's true. Uh, hey, didn't you? Didn't you just huck a fucking marathon one day? As, yeah, as part of. As I part love of that he just left Montreal and went straight for the marathon. No, I'm just saying. Like, welcome to Impulsive. Yeah. <laughs> this is literally why we named the show that. We we both have severe forms of ADHD. So like, Same. I'm just I'm like remembering because we do have some history, which I'm sure we'll get into. But I remember you telling me you're just like, yeah, I'm gonna run a marathon. I'm like, mm, I don't think you really just do that. Yeah, but you. you oh, did. you texted him. Right. You told him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? It was we had met right after the half marathon. He was like, wait, you did the just half marathon? We woke up and you did the half marathon. I was like. Yeah, and then later on in in March, we end up running end up running the LA Marathon. And you just no did training. A, you just did a half Ironman. I just did a half, and Jesus this guy Christ. and I, in what three months? Yeah, three doing the full pretty much three first months. Full Ironman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He Matt got me in to doing the Santa Rosa Ironman. <laughs> Y'all are doing it together. We're doing yes, it together, sir. bro. With Aaron, actually, who is Will Smith's personal trainer, who's Holy really pushing shit. us to take yeah. us to the next level. Yeah. Is Eli doing that, or is that no? No, just uh, we're we're we've got a crew of three. Yeah. Okay, so then we're missing one still. Where's Matt at this point? It's, you, it's you and Thomas. Oh. oh. Okay, so I meet. <laughs> wow, this guy. Okay, so that is crazy. <laughs> I'm like, get get your head in the <laughs> okay, game, bro. Yeah, yeah. You're it's gonna just gonna it. keep on happening. He's, no, he's an honest salesman. <laughs> Life is a dry hand job, man. Life is a tagline of the century. Is that your tagline as a... Yeah. You just never... <laughs> you just never Welcome well. back to Impulsive, where life is a dry hand job. Oh, so where, where does Matt come in? Um, Matt comes in. I meet Thomas. We we established that connection. Thomas offers me a place to stay in his apartment before I move to New York. I I go to stay with Thomas for that first night, and I meet Matt at the door. And it was also an instant, like, just laughs, Tight. high spirits, Tight. good times right away. And then the first night we spent together, it was just... It's like magic was happening. You make this sound super. I <laughs> fell in love with the first night we spent together. To him, it was magical. To yeah. you guys, it's just like a, another night. It's like yeah. no problem. No, yeah. nah, I'm I feel like you're you're pretty in touch with your emotions, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah I, mean, I love it's, it. It's the only way to to do life, right? Do you remember? Do you remember? So, so, um, you guys came to my house, this mm-hmm. house, and you shot a video living with Logan Paul for 24 hours. Yes, sir. Yes. Um, and we, like, we didn't know much about each other. And then you stuck around and helped me shoot a couple of days while Brendan was, was out. And at dinner, you were the only sober one in that, in that trip to Andy's family's house. <laughs> and you were just on a roll, bro. And that's when I was like, damn, this is like a magical fucking human being. So um, <laughs> I'm glad you guys were able to connect uh, because of a, a common belief. And I don't think uh, a lot of people realize the power of of positivity and affirmation. Saying yes, um, is there a limit? Is it what if, like if something's involves like seek discomfort? 
if you're in physical discomfort, mm-hmm. is that a yes still? Like, should I be seeking to tear my ACL? Like, is there? Mike like, has been shitting it? blood. <laughs> At what I point does that. he I say no? I haven't, I haven't been. It was kind of just like one thing that just <laughs> popped up. I, I've drawn a correlation between that and uh, heavy partying. And so mm-hmm. I'm starting to kind of tone it down a little bit. But Good. Uh, Good. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you draw the line? Like, is it physical? Is it physical uh, deformity or like being maimed by your yeses? Like, where is it? Uh... Where do we draw the line? I think when the, I think when it becomes, I mean, just near death, you know, is when we're like, okay, we've, I mean, we've recently had an experience where it was kind of that situation where we're like, okay, maybe we're pushing it a little too far uh, where we were in Poland with Wim Hof, who's a big uh, breathing coach. Yeah, we just, you just we did this, right? This, we yeah. just did this, yeah. And he he taught us, kind of taught us over four days, and he was this incredible guy. And on the last day, uh, it was this big mission to go to the mountaintop, and it was negative 20 Celsius. And we were going to do it in shorts with snow up to pretty much our kneecaps. Uh, and we were all excited in the beginning. We were like, oh, Wim does this all the time, so we're comfortable doing it, you know? <laughs> I don't think and so. And it starts snowing. And two hours of climbing later, and... It's so cold, like the the ski lifts to the top have been shut down. There's no skiers, like it's too windy, it's too cold. And we're up there in negative 20 with just like trying to keep our hands warm like this, you know? Uh, and even Wim at, was like, we need to turn back. And we're like, we're so what? far f- uh, even Wim Hof even is like, Wim, was like, like Wim, was, Wim Hof right was cold. We were like, what? this is not a good sign. Are you allowed to say this? I mean, yeah. Well, the, the episode is not. No, no, no. I mean, it was really, it was really uh, intense, like, like really abnormally cold, cold yeah. that day. But w- luckily, yeah. we found a cabin uh, that was just randomly there. And Wim Hof is the dude that like swims underneath ice banks yeah, and, and chills in frozen bathtubs for hours on yeah, end. He's yeah. got pretty much every world yeah. record in regards to okay. human endurance for the cold. So yeah. I feel like you're, you're saying you lost phalanges of some sort. You have all your fingers it and toes? Close. It was close. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. going to call Vito on the rest of what happened for that because yeah. released. he's saying too much and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's so fine. Not a lot happened. That's another thing, though. Where's the where's the balance? Like, how did balance? I'm from Ohio. Balance. Mm. It's a major challenge, challenge sometimes. Talent. Great talent. Uh, Thomas, like, why did he get stuck with editing today? How do you guys uh, figure out who's doing what? Uh, we kind of have like a, we circulate. So let's say there is an episode that requires traveling. We just see which two have the most energy to do that. And these mm. two go do it. And then one one of us subs, one of the two that traveled ends up subbing for the other for the following week. This way, none of us burn out and all of us can have time to do other things that are not just filming videos and actually take care of ourselves, which is, I mean, that, that was our biggest realization of 2018, self-care and how Paramount, it will yeah. be. Yeah. So you guys you we, guys actually do other stuff because we, we're pretty much just working. You guys actually do other stuff, yeah? I mean, you have like what's lives, that question? You have, like, li- you have like lives outside of filming and podcasts? Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, what's that like? Uh, <laughs> what, is, <laughs> hey, what is that like, man? Because having a life? All we do is nothing. <laughs> all we do is podcast, film, dude. vlog. Nah, we drink vlog, sometimes. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Sometimes um, you've been working me to the you, bone. You, man. You still sober? <laughs> yeah, that's good. What yeah. about you? I drink very, very little. Yeah. Uh, How about you? Uh, once a week. Nice. Sometimes twice. Sometimes five times a week. Sometimes yeah. I'm doing seven days a week. Well, is it? I drink when all we the met, time. I remember one of the first times we met. We were on top of a, a hotel. I don't know if you remember I this. I do we remember that. In. I do remember that. And bro. we we went to go uh, like take a shot just to celebrate. You know. And I remember you were like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, it depends. It's uh it's depends what part part of my life I'm in. Yeah. And uh yeah. we just did a whole month. 
We did, yeah, we did a whole month of, of sober yeah, vegan. Sober vegan. Wow. And, I, I, I'm, and then you and then you broke your fast on. Oh my god, that looked just. That you, saw, you saw that? I are saw you, that. Are you vegan? No, I'm not. Oh, but it's but, still, uh, but it's still yeah. like kind of. I love that these two guys are vegan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh they were happy. The filmers were vegan of that of that scene. Uh, <laughs> Spencer or Andre, the morning of goes. Tough, I'm not gonna lie, dude. I've been dreading filming this. <laughs> I'm just like, I understand it's kind of like gross, but yeah. it was tough. I'm I was like, when lie. I saw it, I was like, come on, Logan, take it easy. Dude. I know. I, just in all honesty, yeah. I was like, well, that's why I ask where you draw the line because my yes theory doesn't end. Like, <laughs> no, I, like literally, like you say, when it comes to near the death experiences, yeah, that's, that's like the extreme, yeah, yeah, that's of, extreme of that. But I think where we draw the line is when we feel that the discomfort that we're seeking, or like on the other side of that, we won't necessarily come out with any, with any perspective or lesson learned that can impact the rest of our lives. What about, so, that? What about the legacy? The legacy of what? Of having done? I mean, we'll leave that for other, to other people, right? Like there's other people who are, who just want to do these things, all the crazy. I mean, a lot of people draw inspiration from Jackass for that kind of thing. Obviously, you know, a lot of respect for Jackass for having inspired mm -hmm. so many people to pick up a camera, but that's not necessarily what we're going, we're going for. We go for, we go for stuff that is, that can actually have a transformative element of the experiences that we go through. And, and by telling these stories on camera, we can allow people to have like to access those experiences just like they were there with us. It's awesome, dude. And in uh, in my research for you guys, I sort of reached the conclusion that your approach to life is a lot more wholesome than mine. I'm a bit aggressive, like um, in your 2018 year in review video. Um, when you were talking about how everyone told you like you, you can never do like an ensemble YouTube group and your your response to that was, well, why not try? My response is like, fuck you, watch me. You know, like I'm a little bit more like, I don't know why. I just feel like I got to go. So much to I mean, you're both saying, well, you're both saying the same thing. It's just you're saying it in different ways. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean Question. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So like, okay, Alex Honnold, the dude who uh, free soloed mm -hmm. Al Capitan. Yeah. That's too far for y'all. Uh, Say yeah, you were really yeah. good, despite the physical. I think, uh, as he said in the in the film Free Soul, that's more of a to, to be on that level to want to take on a challenge like that. That's that's more of a spiritual journey that you go through, and that's and Free Solo as a concept for just across extreme sports, you don't really ask someone why they are doing it, or because they get to the point where they just realize that that's where they're gonna get satisfaction. So you. You, you don't question them. You let them do their thing. Obviously, free so we would never, ever be in a situation where one mistake will lead to death. Yeah. Um, we try and take, you know, safety precautions and the things we do, except for this last one thing we did. <laughs> uh, you, you, but, you didn't wear gloves? Uh, no, no gloves. Uh, no, okay. Gaze, no, nothing. Uh, I was in Speedos, actually. But uh, <laughs> that's for the episode. <laughs> Which YouTube. you can find on... YouTube.com slash yes. I like, I saw one that I liked from you guys uh, <clears throat> where you tried to survive on Tinder matches. Yeah. Mm. That one spoke watched to that, me. Michael. It spoke to of me. Of course. Oh, he loves Tinder. Like, yeah. Out Mike's of anything on, on yeah. the channel, we've had three years of catalog of episodes. <laughs> no, but I've seen all, I see, <laughs> okay, I've seen okay. a ton of your guys' stuff, but that one, that one uh, I watched recently and I found it particularly interesting. How did you, uh, how'd you come up with the idea for that one? Uh, we were in Europe at the time and we have, so the people always ask us how we come up with ideas. We have Monday brainstorms. Every Monday we sit together for about two hours and then we have a prompt or not. We just sit down and try and think of what is the funnest thing that we can do that still can still bring value and something that we'd really enjoy doing. Yeah. And obviously when I say fun, it's fun within the context of seeking discomfort because that's, that has to be the most, the consistent thing that people 
keep coming back to. Um, so for that one, it was more of just having a spin on how do we how do we do a travel episode with an interest with an interesting spin on it? How do you really how do you really get to seek discomfort? And the idea was I personally had never had any success on Tinder. Um, <laughs> what do you define reasons. as success on Tinder? <laughs> <laughs> what does Tinder success look like um, to you? <laughs> like finding connection and stuff. You know? I mean, no, who finds connection? That's on not Twitter Tinder. That might be that might be Bumble, dude. My, like, Tinder's my not first, a my first, I had two girlfriends in LA. My first one, we actually met on on Tinder, and it was it was oh, my shit. only for. Only and first Tinder match. Wow. Yeah. So, hey, that's kind Wait, of only not one for one. Match. one. I'm, this is where I draw the line. We're not talking about. <laughs> <accidents. All right. laughs> okay. Voila. <laughs> um, but so yeah, we were just finding it, like trying to find an interesting spin on travel, something that would obviously resonate with a global audience. Where you know, I mean, you, you know, as YouTubers, you try and think of the packaging of yeah. the concepts that you try and put out. Yeah. And we knew that Tinder can be a really good way to. To bring in people who are curious about it, which end up being like it end up being true. People were so interested in that concept because everybody was like, "Oh, look at these guys using a dating app to actually, you know, travel around and get yeah. score things for free." Um, so I don't understand. You'd you'd match with someone and then be like, "Yo, by the way, can I sleep over and Bobby like launch, meet your parents?" Like, no, so we would. It, it took so many swipes to, to even get one match. It was bad. Well, whose face like, did you use? I was like, that's when I stopped using. Gotta use this guy. We did use this guy. <laughs> and I just took Shit. care of captioning. And they don't know he does the voiceover for Yes Theory? That's not, not me. That's not even it's me. Thomas. Shut up. Thomas. Your voice yeah. is so soothing, though. Thank you, dude. Thank you. <laughs> you know when you talk real close to the mic. <laughs> Thank God I'm not wearing that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we end up, again, Tinder ended up being the, the concept. And we would match with... I took Matt's profile and I and I. Well, Amar is the be better texter. I, I'm not very good at texting, so I would be the face you know, of it. Play and the cute. He, yeah, he'd play the cute, and then I would do the talking. You sure this is illegal or legal, guys? Uh, <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> is this some sort of catfish? No, no, no. Well, we would explain like, hey, we are we're doing this challenge where we try and survive three days across three European cities, based on the kindness and spontaneity of strangers, and we're doing that through Tinder. We have guys and girls like in our range. Like it's not just like we're not just going for girls. Actually, the last person that helped us in Barcelona uh, was a guy that we matched with in a Tinder social when that's the when that was a thing. To like make to be friends. To, to with be people. friends, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we were just like fully optimizing uh Tinder at that point to try and find people to host. Did it. they did they pay you for the partnership? No, they it didn't. was all it was all okay. it was all just because yeah. they're those guys are spending big money on, on mm -hmm. influencer right now. That man bubble, really? both of them, yeah. Well, yeah. Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> we yes, owe us money. <laughs> we, Zach at yesterday.com. <laughs> we've talked about um quite a few times on the show about how there's a lot of negativity in the world. People focus on negativity. Yes, Spencer. And there's not that many. There's not that many people that focus on positivity. Some people think. And I've always been against that. I think there's so many people who love positive content, positivity. So how have you guys capitalized off that? How have you found the, you know, the world of positivity mm. to really actually consume content? Every day we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Well, I think it's just, it's, it comes more naturally. I think when you meet people, especially when you travel, 99% of people are 
positive. 99% of people, like even when we were doing the Tinder thing, I mean, girls trusted us to crash at their places. That's friends, crazy you know? to me, man. And but, I, you, but also the way, not to, I'm no, no, benchmarking what you're, you're saying, good. the way you said it, Amar, using the words kindness and spontaneity of strangers, like you've scripted out like what gets the best reaction, I'm sure, from strangers mm. at this point. Yeah, I mean, at that point where like there's so much trial and error in what we do and actually understanding what's the best angle to have a, to have an ask, yeah. especially a crazy one, yeah. like the ones we are always asking people. So in a way, it was like every time we did an episode like this, it was training for the next one so that now I can go up to anyone and know exactly how to project my energy in a way that that expresses my intention, which is always positive and never to be malicious towards anyone. And, and then actually hopefully get a positive response from them uh, mm. because of the reception to my, my energy when I ask them. I always wonder... How yeah. like my response would be like if I didn't know you or anything about you, like if he came up to you and was like, yo, um, can <laughs> I spend a night at your house because I'm traveling across Los Angeles? Like what there? I, I feel like I'd say yes. There are always to me like there's just certain people that are just received better than others. Like you like I met you tonight. I went out to shake your hand. It wasn't a handshake. It was a hug. It turned right into a hug. And it's like I think. I, I pride myself in being one of those people too. I enter every room with a smile and a, how are you? How are you doing today? Like, hope your day is going well. And, and usually I'm making a joke and making people laugh or whatever. And so um, if he, you know, if either of these two guys came up to me and, and said, you know, Hey, listen, like uh, I don't have any money, but I matched with you on Tinder. That probably <laughs> wouldn't happen, but it could, you know, whatever, never know. maybe on Tinder social. But uh, yeah, I think I would be like, yo, let's get lunch. Like what's there? If you did, but no, I'm saying you're a big brolic Ohio kid. Like, yeah, but I, fuck you. All right? I, I could, <laughs> No, because I smile. Yes, yeah, like, hey, I think it comes with like an agenda. Oh, damn, that smile's good. It is good. It Ooh. comes with an agenda too. Like, you feel free to take it, but mm. it comes with like if you come into something with like a freeloading agenda, then you like people feel that. For but if sure. you're coming in and you're like genuine, just a positive person, you want to experience good things in the world, and like that's what I was thinking. Sure. I think it's more uh, about the type of person that you're asking. Like, bro, you're you. You're cool as fuck, dude. Like it, it wouldn't, there's no ill will and not to be cynical, but how oft, often are you meeting people who are just closed minded to everything? More uh, in America probably than when you're abroad, right? Um, it's funny. I think at this point we know walking, I feel yeah, in the past definitely, but now walking on the street, we kind of know who, mm-hmm. who our people are. Really? Yeah. It's like, it's a, a very instinctual, at least for me when I go up to ask people. You can kind of always tell body language, the way you're carrying yourself, your posture. Like there's all these different signs of your awareness as a human and how you walk that then because because of also trial and error, I have seen enough people that have said no and I've seen enough people that have said yes to kind of establish a like a baseline for where do I find success? Is the smile the biggest giveaway? Oh, yeah, it has to be. For sure. Show them, show them, show them. My spot? <laughs> any any oh, smile. Any smile. Any smile. I mean, people, that's... people, I would love to see people just spending more time smiling, dude. It is like the ultimate icebreaker, war breaker, like peacekeeper, like sure. just walking into a room with that like grin on your face and just like a real happy, like positive attitude. Absolutely. Like it just it I've never I don't think there's anything else in the world that's as infectious as a good smile. Absolutely. You know? Definitely. Well, I think a lot of people are uh are, are just walking around pretty lonely and pretty sad a lot of the time and, and don't feel necessarily like they're part of a community. And any 
like opportunity to have that kind of interaction, I think will make people's days, you know, and then we bring those people into our community and we have like an episode with them and we get to know them. And a lot of them will say like, well, I mean, either start crying or just, you know, tell us like, I've never, this is like, this has made my year. I've never experienced anything like this. And the way they felt included and they felt like they belonged to something and they were just fully able to be present in an experience. And I think just adding on, on what Matt is saying, I think so many things in life are now pushing us away from the true spirit of human connection and, and how we're supposed to interact with each other as, as a human race Mm. to actually be able to survive all the challenges that we're going to have. Um, and with Yes Theory, we just really try to bring it back to that, to the basics of how we connect as humans and, and, and what's the, what's the code for when you're out in public and you're presenting yourself, how do you ask people for things? Cause I mean, our whole message is just ask. If you want something, just ask for it. I always say that to people. And and oftentimes, I so I say that to people when they ask me, say, yo, can you shout me out on Instagram? I always say no, but at least I'm saying that instead of like leading them on or so. I'll be like, nah, man, it's kind of not my thing. But all the, always ask, yes. by the way, because mm. you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Logan, can you shout you out on Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to. <laughs> I mean, for you guys, obviously, I'll do it. Oh, right? I'm just saying, you know, you get the random like bartender who's like yo by the yeah. way just, like, just throw me on that tag i'm like i don't know you <laughs> but I always ask it's, uh, fu- it's funnier when they tell them to follow them like, like can you follow me on instagram mm-hmm. it's like i don't follow anybody on instagram. <laughs> what message do you feel like you guys are trying to push now like what do you feel like your focus is it's always the same it's always the same dude i am so so passionate about doing your own thing staying in your lane being different and not being afraid to do that um and i always have been uh ever since I was young and especially now, dude, like I've been, I've been counted out. I feel like right now, I feel like I'm an underdog right now. And mm-hmm. now is the time where it's like, trust it, trust the vision. And as long as I keep believing in myself, what I'm, what I know I'm good at or believe that I believe myself to be good at, um, it's going to be all right, dude. And I, I think to that, just make sure you've got the right people around you. Cause big those facts. Are the people that are, going to make sure that your own judgment of all of that is yes. correct. And I think, I mean, and I, I texted you after you posted your own, um, your year in review and I, you know, said great yeah. job on yeah. what, you, what you did because I feel, yeah, definitely you are, you know, the, your message is all about doing your own thing and, and being different. And I feel your, your tone of how you communicate that message has evolved a lot and yeah, for that. Has. Like props to you. Keep it going. Keep doing the positive thing. Thank you. Thank Stay you. Stay away from big burgers and wasting, <laughs> wasting food. I have a question. It's a, it's a, it's a bit <laughs> sensitive, uh, but I think we're here. This I want to ask you guys this. When you did the, uh, when you guys lived in my house mm-hmm. for 24 hours or whatever, <clears throat> I was in like, I was in like prime vlog mode. Yeah. Like daily vlog. Um, and it's hard for me to even look back and reminisce about what I was like. Like I, I watched the content. I'm like, who the, I'm like, who the you were fuck crazy, is this bro. kid? I was crazy. Bro. The wall. I was crazy. I was, <laughs> I was cringy is like, not all the time, but a lot of times I was just like, and I, I, I and I look at it, I'm like, oh fuck, mm-hmm. like I now see what people are saying. I just got. Let me uh, let me draw the picture here. <laughs> Matt and I, Matt BC and I, walk into Logan's house, this house, and the first thing that I see is Logan in the kitchen, just grabbing a plate and 
just throwing it across. Damn. Literally any of the shadows could fly into someone's shin or... Damn. I was like, where the fuck did we just walk into? I was so overwhelmed. But then... It's funny because what Matt and I were talking about this in, in the car about like what that was like actually because yeah. that experience of being here at your house for that day was very different from when we went to Andy's house up in Seattle and actually got to see yeah. the side of Logan that yeah. like I don't think the world has necessarily seen like yeah. very vulnerable like we had very real conversations about childhood and about upbringing and all that so yeah so um, my question is um because yeah it's, it's like it's so interesting like when a camera was shoved in my face then I know not shoved in my face. I did it, <laughs> I guess, by myself. But Self-shoved. Did you guys see any red flags? Did anything click in your mind that said this operation could go off the rails? It's a spicy by question. Being, like by filming with you? Nah, no, no, not for you. I'm saying like when you looked at my life, because mm-hmm. I look at some YouTubers now and people I know in my life and I'm like, this is... Mm-hmm. bound for failure unfortunately like i see the exact pattern mindset that i was in and there is no solve besides shooting yourself in the foot um and i'm i don't know you guys are smart guys and you obviously have a good read on people so i'm i'm just asking did you see anything that uh alerted you about the way i was acting or anything or did you just think oh this guy's crazy and there's no right answer uh my answer is yes Yes. Yeah. I need you to elaborate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and why didn't you tell me, bro? Because <laughs> um, I didn't know. Like, I, I think we we kind of went a little bit into it when we were in Seattle. And I mean, again, your life was so driven by what you have to do every day mm-hmm. that you, you don't. There's no time in the center of your mind where you can pay attention to all these other things that you, you know. If you didn't pay attention to, yeah. it would make you get to the place that you end up getting to. Um, I think the biggest red flag for me was. Oh fuck! This is I, I don't want to be you know having dudes. Say it, bro, say it. Say it. Like, <laughs> that's why I, I wanted. No, I, I just thought that there is a lot of people around you that were around you just for the clout of you mm. know I'm around Logan mm. and he's he's the shit right now and he's mm. the biggest and he has the biggest highest numbers. But as I looked at just like feeling the energy around and seeing the people you're interacting with, like do, are they necessarily caring about actually Logan and and what he's up to and where the path that he's on is leading him to. I don't think so because he's still doing that same thing every day and it's actually getting more intense. Yeah. Um, so like, you know, having, having people around you that don't necessarily challenge your opinions or the ideas that you're putting forward and just being yes men to, you know, your, Oh yeah, let's do it. Like fucking do it. Yeah. Logan, let's go. Yeah. Like you definitely want people that, that be like, dude, are you sure you want to do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you consider this thing or that person that might be hurt by you saying that thing? And then, but again, like, you know, as I, as we've gotten to know, like Spencer, not too much, Mike, we, today was the first time meeting. (laughs) But like, I can, I can already see just better people being around you. And this is not at all about anyone specific. I'm not like trying to. No, I get, I mean, um, I mean, bro, look around the the crew. When you guys, there's no, there's no one here that's the same. And again, not to like point fingers or anything, but you're absolutely right. And also I think it, it, it is on me too, because I was in such a tunnel and I urge you guys, I mean, you guys got great heads on your shoulders. I don't think you'll ever run into this, but I was in a tunnel where I didn't really care. I was like, yeah, getting views i'm getting money i don't get like i know what i'm doing mm-hmm. um no where did you see it at the time where did you see it going like from where you were to <laughs> where you wanted to go there was no end man yeah. like uh 
Never thought about it. Never thought about it. It yeah. was just, can I go harder and harder every day? And um, yeah, I did. And eventually it led to just like a crazed mindset that literally was just not thinking straight. Yeah, hmm. uh, I think for, your vibe attracts your tribe. You made a lot of changes after January to attract. Yeah, it started with a, you actually. A much higher level. Yeah, yeah with with filming. But I, I, the thing I noticed in you because I knew you pre-January, I've known you for a few years, and I knew you after. Um, the thing I've noticed for you that I think you might have missed of like what made you great is your ability to break rules. And obviously you took that to some extremes, like I'm not condoning everything, but your ability to go against what society deems as like the standard is what makes you great. And that's what pisses so many people off, you know, because – you're living this lifestyle that, you know, most people living in the nine to five or like that typical, you know, grind and just doing things. They're not used to it. They're not able to do that. And yeah, so yeah. I think that's what makes you great. And I think Thank you're you, now post January figuring that out and you're saying, wait, 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 okay, I'm great. Now I just need to make sure I do it in a way that I can pass that on mm. to other people, which is, mm. I think that's a great Thank process you, to be yeah. a part of. And I do think the best way to do that is, I mean, through the people. When I first met Spencer, we met, what, like uh, four months ago? Yeah, months about ago? that. Yeah. At our, like, an event we threw. And you told me, you were like, yeah, I'm looking Paul's cinematographer. It's like, what? Wait a second. Dude, you yeah. just seem like the this chillest dude, dude this on the planet. Dude. That's yeah. why we need him, bro. Spencer's yeah. been a great influence in my life. It's amazing. Absolutely. And, not to, and not, in my life, too. Absolutely. Yeah. He's incredible. The whole house, man. Yeah. He brought in Andre. We love Andre. Oh, yeah. Both, um, the, both of them. The, mi- and, the mindfulness committee. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm to flip this right now because I don't want to make this about Please. me. I was just curious because, no, uh, yeah, I do, I do really value your guys' minds. Um, and that's why during a time when, as I said, I was about to touch his hand. I was about to get a little Ooh, yeah. Dude, Amar's, Amar's got some good, bro. He's just love. No, it's, uh, <laughs> it's all love. Bro. It's all love, dude. It's I respect it. Um, no, that's why, like, I thought, and I was kind of, like, pissed at the YouTube community for, it's like, people just want to find someone to just shit on because they have nothing necessarily better to do. And obviously your name at the time was getting views and, you know, anything that is being said about you. And we talked about this for a bit during, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, But it's like, well, how is, as, as a community of creators and as someone who drives, who has so much influence that so many kids are listening to. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Is our only response to someone fucking up going to be for us to shit on them even more and make them feel terrible about themselves? That's why, like, I always try in, in opportunities where you do something, um, where you do something for, you know, that is positive or good, like, yeah. to add that positive reinforcement to your behavior. Because I yeah. felt that is, according to us, at yes theory, like, being a good friend is the best, most Truth. efficient way to Truth. change the world. Dude, and one that's of the, what we one of the worst things that happened with all that is a lot of those people that that brought hate and didn't bring any like actionable intelligence. Like this is how you can do better. Like it was just blind hate. Were people that fucking ate off his plate, bro. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like a lot of those friends that disappeared were people that are still eating to this day off a plate that he made for him. You know what I'm saying? And so like it 
That was tough to watch. Mm-hmm. It was I want, horrible to watch. I, I want to I want to take this macro conversation because it's like big big thoughts and go and go a little more micro and because like I do see a lot of myself in you guys and that's why I I, I love your stuff. Like when you made that Justin Bieber uh, <laughs> awesome. burrito prank, yeah. like I texted you, I go, you guys won. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> How do you stomach? Um, approaching people and for those of you who do not know like these guys will go up to strangers and ask them to go like skydiving uh you, you like list off the things you've done with wow. strangers from skydiving to skinny dipping to going on a road trip on the spot to uh flying across the world flying across the world this is crazy yeah it was like a wide range of are you ever nervous or does it hurt you when they say uh, no <laughs> it doesn't hurt me it makes me happy that that i that is that what we do has such a natural uh, filtering system that whoever says no isn't the right person for what we're asking, anyways. So it becomes more of like, well, cool. You're not. You're not that. You're not that person yet. And then it it's, it pushes you more to be like, well, now I'm even more curious on seeing who's gonna say yes. So, in a way, it, it's never a disappointment. I mean, one year spend three weekends in a row trying to find a Lyft driver or an Uber driver to say yes to going. It was going skydiving. Whoa. Uh, at some point, you're like, well, fuck, like, all these people are saying no. Do you ever am start I gonna- asking, am I just a, not being a good salesman with this? <laughs> Sometimes I realize that the asks that we have are so crazy and so out of out of, out of, of the realm of, like, what someone can understand on the spot and, in, in, you know, and in a moment of, like, pitching to them what it is. But those were those are usually the ones where we meet, like, our best friends yeah. because it was crazy enough that they said yes to it and... And then now we are just people who are on the same frequency who want the same thing out of life. That's why they said yes. Um, and usually the, also the pattern that we found is the people who need an explanation for what this is for because the camera is on. Because there's obviously a camera there. Mm. Uh, are not really the people that end up doing the things with this. It's mostly the people that say yes and then figure it out later. People, mm. a friend of mine uses the analogy of throwing your backpack over the fence. It's like... If you know if you know you want to go this way and there's big ass fence that's in front of you, throw your backpack because now your only option is to actually I like that get on the other side. I like that a I lot. You'd like that logo. Damn, I do. <laughs> so I really like. Is that a shirt? Uh, Have you made merch? Throw your backpack. Throw, throw your backpack. Throw your backpack. <laughs> I'd buy it. Something about. Um, so so yeah, it's like you know those people who just say yes and then figure it out. Even with Will Smith, that's even from from Aaron his story of being there and for the people that were around him. The instant he saw the challenge video, he was like, "Yes, I'm, I'm doing, I'm gonna do that." Uh, and then later on, and then he started asking the questions: How many times has this been done? Is this even a possibility? Yeah. Who, has anyone died from this yeah. before? Like all these questions just came after. But then you decide something, and then energy around around you just aligns to make that thing happen. And we are the biggest believers in that because we've seen it happen on a daily basis in the, uh, over the past three years of being together. Plus, you guys have gone from being like broke to having a channel of millions of followers and being able to even do these things. Like mm-hmm. clearly it works. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just saw that. What, what was the, the money situation? I saw a video of you like, yo, we literally have no money in this three yeah. of us. Uh, I mean, when we first started, we, you know, Thomas, Thomas and Matt had just graduated university. Matt was like, that was the rich one. Out of that was Papa Cash. Baby. He was balling. He was, he, was, he was our sugar daddy at that Let's point. Let's go. Why, why'd you have money, bro? Uh, he uh, was bartending. Savings. Yeah, there you go. Bartending. Save your money, kids. <laughs> um, Matt was bartending and he had a clothing he had a clothing company that he was oh, been working on at the time. Yeah. Thomas just graduated 
kind of the expectation is that he goes on to work in tech because he was into that too. Mm. Um, but it was all fresh. So he was just, just taking time to figure things out. Um, and for me, I was only living, I, I went to university on a full scholarship uh, uh, sponsored by MasterCard. So they would give me a stipend to spend from uh, for every semester. And I was just, all I was doing is like spending the money that I was supposed to spend the following semester. And then I end up not going back to school. Mm. So, I mean, it all worked out at the end, but uh, for the money situation, yeah, that's, I mean, there's not that much cash where we can just invest in all these experiences and do all these things, knowing that there's about 800 people watching. I mean, not even at that point, towards the end of Project 30, which is how we kind of established this project, which we never got to in the Montreal story because Logan is too ADD. <laughs> and but impulsive. Uh, impulsive. The number one podcast on um, the world. In the world, keep saying that. It's, <laughs> keep saying that. It's gonna, it's gonna happen. Maybe. Wait, what do you mean it's gonna happen? It's true. It already happened. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty factual. Do you, I, mean, hey, do I you, checked the top charts. You guys? Uh, no, 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 no. You're looking at the wrong charts. The wrong charts. Wrong fair, charts. Fair, fair, That's fair. fake news. Because I, yeah. I, I heard him say that. I was like, is that true? Of course it's true. Okay. Of course. We said it. You said it. Hey, can I ask you what motivation would I have to lie? Right. True. Yeah. Like what is? No. I mean, I mean, yeah. what are you going to say, Mike? What is it? Yeah, why would we lie? All right, back to our story. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to our story. Let's I got a question back. for you guys. Um, no, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> on. Yeah, what is it? He's in the midst. I'm in the oh, middle of the story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is it about the number one pack podcast still? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. But <laughs> we don't want to talk about that. It's about Montreal? It is about Montreal. Oh, here we go. Let's um, get it. But so we, uh, at that point, we, Matt, still working as a, a bartender, Thomas found a, uh, a job at a clothing store where he started giving people fashion advice, which was the most ironic All thing because right. at that point, Thomas had no interest in fashion. <laughs> um, but we just kept doing, kept pushing and kept, you know, eating pasta and saving money and Matt would pay for rent every month mm. until we just got to the point where it was no longer about the rent. It was actually about my immigration status in Canada because the only reason I could be, I'm Egyptian born and raised, and the only way I could be in Canada is by having a by by having a visa that allows me to study. So what mm. happens if I'm not studying anymore? Then I can't be in Canada anymore. And uh, I only had one leeway for a semester to do yes theory as a part of my studies because I was studying cyber politics, which was in the realm of what I was doing with yes theory. And that was the month, like during the month of November is when we had to figure out because after December, I'll lose my status and I'll become illegal in Canada, which was... I mean, what do we do after yeah. the whole thing ends? Yeah, you turn into uh, 21 Savage. Everybody else. <laughs> True that. But then <laughs> somehow we got this crazy email in uh, November of 2015. The email was the offer from uh, a studio that was working with Snapchat to actually move out to Venice, move us out here um, to LA from Canada, help us with immigration. Wow. Help, help us set up set up shop out here, have a house, car, insurance, everything, and give us budget to film wow. anything we've, we want to film because they were just drawn so much to the concept and what we were trying to do with the yeah. content. At that point, we had about 8,000 subscribers, so nothing. But the, the, the pattern and what we were realizing is that from Project 30 and one of the episodes was getting the mayor of Montreal to, to meet with us on a one-day notice to then being able to get uh, and at that point we were getting like, you know, four or 500 views a day, but we we're still able to convince the mayor of Montreal. And then, and then we, and then we had this happen where we get that email and then just based on the community and based on the content that we we're making, not necessarily numbers or views. And then after that, we were able to also get the prime minister of Canada to meet with us and do a bit for an episode. Mm. So the realization at the point is that it, 
numbers don't really matter of how many views or how many subscribers you're having. But what really matters is people to see, for people to see a, a very strong why that defines what is it that you're doing that then you can sell them on. Yeah. And then that became our hack to having all these experiences that we would just tell people why we're doing what we do. And backed by a community that was so engaged, no matter how big or small they were, every people were always just down to act and down to help us out, put out a, a call out to someone or comment on someone's thing so that mm. they, we can get their attention. Um, and that's why like the, I think the, the core of what we do at Yes Theory is to build and sustain and and grow that community even further. So because we, we just see how much they've already done in, in the span of time that we you know, spent in, engaging them through initiatives and through different things that we've done on the channel. Uh, and we can only imagine like how much bigger that can be when one day we can, with the community, can wake up and do a call out to do, to, to do a specific action that then becomes global news one day. That's, that's how big we're, we're seeing this go. Mm -hmm. um, that's cool as fuck, dude. I love that. And I think it, I can, it can definitely get there. Yep. Um, just sitting here listening to, to you guys talk, it's, it's obvious that you're very driven, um, motivated and inspirational. Um, and you made it a point to say that's what you aim for in your content. But I do have to ask when you come up with a concept, like for example, the fake Justin Bieber burrito prank, what is the transformative nature of that video? that that warrants you doing it that's a great question well i think <clears throat> i think part of it too is we we've seen a lot of wholesome content both on youtube or everywhere you look uh and it can come it can quickly become you know kind of like cliche and just outdated yeah uh, and we don't want to be those guys that are like the you know the goody goody the goody t i love you know? that yeah fuck that dude yeah and we also want to have fun and we want to like fuck around a little bit yeah and our way of doing that is kind of pulling a joke on the people who pull the most jokes which is the media you yeah. know who twist and lie and do all yep. this kind of stuff so we wanted to yeah sort of go after those guys did you see the the dude who did it after you guys with travis dude, scott that was yeah. so horrible I would, that yeah. that made me really sad actually the when Kardashians i saw that him, were like, not happy about that referencing us as inspiration like that is not why we did it yeah and actually I mean, like adding on to what matt was saying because I, I talked about this earlier on the podcast that i was on i think that was actually one of one video that our knowledge and our understanding of how the internet works over the past three years, three and a half years of being on the internet allowed us to to sum, sum up all this knowledge and make our bet on the thing going viral. Yeah. Because we kind of knew at this point what people react to online, what are the different elements that can that we can put together yeah. that can make a huge... And it wasn't, it wasn't that hard. It was so easy. And I think what we wanted to show people is that by being on the internet, like we've seen way more than you guys because we're kind of in the kitchen of the internet yep. being content creators. Let us show you how this shit actually works because you should not believe everything that you're seeing or everything that you're hearing. And I see this as I see it as the celebration of like the knowledge that we've accumulated on the internet coming to life in an episode oh, cool. that kind of pulled the pulled the mm -hmm. prank on, yeah, on guys, the world. You guys trolled the world. Every day we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Whose idea was it to turn the fucking burrito sideways? It was 
It was one of actually one of our friends. We were just we just brought him over. Hilarious. You guys yeah. had like actually, a flow chart, right? Knows, you know that friend very well. Uh, Taylor Offer from Feet Socks. Oh my he god. Made, yeah, oh yeah, you know. <laughs> it was his idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah baby. <laughs> Shout out to Taylor. I loved you guys. It had like a float, like a circular diagram that had like all these wacky ideas. And that's our, was yeah. one. That's how we brainstorm our <laughs> it ideas. Incredible. It's a mind map. I was that's gonna uh, courtesy of Thomas's mom teaching him how to mind map yeah. as a kid. Wow. Thank you, Helena. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of like chuckled when you said you guys have a Monday brainstorm because like he tries to get me to brainstorm. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm a believer that like the majority of uh, of important or like impactful ideas in this world come out of aggressive brainstorming and collaboration with other smart and like 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 minded people. Mm -hmm. I don't think that I, I think that that's that's the key to everything. You know, I think it's sitting down, bouncing new ideas off other people's heads and 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 and. Sometimes the the uh, the idea that goes far isn't born out of a an inception inside your brain. It's born out of editing or improving the inception of someone else, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I push him and kind of everybody here to let's sit down the four or five of us, you know, for an hour a day, an hour a week, whatever we could find sure. to bounce ideas off each other's heads. Because the like, for example, the last doc we worked on, uh, the Flat Earth doc, which mm -hmm. is going to be coming out, you know, shortly here. It was aggressive brainstorm. Like we sat for hours. I think and that's. Hours. I mean that that required it. I'm saying for yeah. like overall conceptualization and and why again it's like I, yes I hear you and you're absolutely right. Um, but I, I would say about eighty percent of my inspiration, dude, is like comes from my home planet somewhere out <laughs> yeah, in the space. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the fibers of my being <laughs> are like this yeah. is a good idea. Bam. Yeah. Um, but it which could is be what happened with the flat earth it could be thing. improved is what I'm saying. Oh, for like, sure. Just for like sure. these guys, I'm sure they all, it all, it, the concept itself always starts with one person. For sure. But then they toss it out and it hits you and you say, that's cool, but oh, by the way, sorry to let you know, like it's already it's been added, done, yeah, yeah, but yeah. guess how we can make it better? Boom, boom, boom. And then all of a sudden you have this beautiful yeah. thing that if you had two sets of hands on, or one set of hands on, it would have been like a little mound of clay, but now you've got this beautiful statue that you've built out of this, this, this collaboration. Yeah, don't you, for the Justin Burrito it was that's exactly how it worked out like we had one idea to make a fake viral video and then we had this guy brad souza who looks just like Justin yeah, Bieber, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we're like and amar was the one that was like why don't we just put these two together and what's interesting about the brainstorming thing is we did we didn't really do the monday brainstormings for a long time but then we talked to mr beast oh yeah jimmy yeah uh and he was like dude one to two hours a day i brainstorm we're like that's how you come up with that is he's like yeah we'll have a dictionary and we'll like randomly flip a page and pick a word and be like brainstorm from that. And my like, um, my my brother is with him now. Oh, really? Right now in North Carolina. Uh, met him in person for the first time. He says he's awesome. Before Mr. Beast became like Mr. Beast, I'm talking like four million, five million. Before mm -hmm. it really started blowing up, we would uh, we Twitter or tweet at each other and we DM, DM each other and talk about like like the YouTube algorithm that is a smart motherfucker yeah, he's bro. on top of it <laughs> numbers yeah, oriented too, uh, about about a year ago when I was um, <clears throat> vlogging and kind of understanding the space like you said we're sort of in the kitchen of the internet right mm -hmm. now um, I theorized that the person who can crack the code of what I coined as the Jenga format of YouTube videos will win hands down and take over Jenga format being just like the game of Jenga, the stakes increase over time, mm. right? So you watch from start to finish because it's getting 
more and more intense. Everything is getting, uh, the, uh, the stakes essentially are rising. And Mr. Beats does that in a lot of his content where it's like, you know, last one to leave the circle wins and you want to win a hundred thousand dollars. So you stay in that fucking circle. But then again, you're like losing your vital signs. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he's really cracked the code. Shout out to Mr. Beast. Yeah. Still uh, want you on did, the podcast. Yeah. So want, <laughs> did you, did you guys meet him in person? No, just on the phone. Do, do you have a, like a YouTube click? Like who, who do you hang out with? If anyone, uh, I guess we hang out with L L Mills. L Mills. Oh, shout out. Just on the podcast. Yeah. I, that's sweetheart. That's who we were hanging out with yeah. most recently. Yes, we don't yeah. necessarily, L is not like in LA that much, yeah. or at least we haven't been, but mainly, uh, our friends, uh, Colin and Samir got an amazing YouTube channel. Mm, mm. Definitely recommend checking them out. Um, Andreas Hem, Norwegian, yeah. f- brilliant filmmaker, best like Hollywood like content on mm. YouTube. Uh, who else? I feel I'm, I'm we don't really hang out with too many. They're going to be mad. Right. I forgot to. You're yeah. such a nice Shout guy, bro. You're so, you're so nice. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a question about Will Smith. Yeah. How much time did you actually spend with him? Decent amount, yeah? At least, yeah. 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 You learn anything important from him that you would only learn from Will Smith? Yeah. Uh, uh, his circle. I think it goes back to the circle. Like, he's kept people around him for minimum 20 years, you know? Damn. He's with the, with the same hairdresser, the for same makeup years. artist. Damn. Same like wife, trainer, same kid, wife, like, kids, <laughs> everything, dude. And that's how you do it. Yeah. It's like people that you can trust and that, like... That that aren't necessarily yes men, and then he he treats them like family, which is which like Will does not treat his crew as oh he's just my makeup she's my makeup person or he's my hair person. Mm -hmm. It's like everybody is a family. He invites them to the things that he that he does. It's just very communal. It's the community around Will is so inspirational and just made us realize how this is because this guy he's been famous since he was in high school. He's been famous. He won a Grammy for rapping. Being the first rapper to win a Grammy, I think, yeah. when, yeah, he he was was in, for, yeah. when he was, yeah, when he was in high Yo, school. So he's been famous for too long, and he had a very unconventional life. That the only way he kept his sanity to be that to be fifty years old with a family, with you know, a successful career and a successful family is he right definitely team. figured something right. Mm-hmm. And we were yeah. very curious about what is that thing. And I think mm-hmm. it was very evident from just the life, like how he structured his life around him. I have to commend his ability to recognize the value in digital. And fully, fully commit, fully send, especially like doing stuff with you guys. I have a question. Mm-hmm. The the helicopter bungee jump that you did with him. You mad that it got hella views on his channel <laughs> <laughs> and didn't, didn't yours get like way less? Yeah. Do you care? Uh, it was your idea. Yeah. Do I care? No. I, I, I thought I just, we really put a lot of effort into that specific story and we put it out very, very fast. It was like 36 hours after the jump. We had like a full operation, three editors going at it. Uh, TD, Thomas, and Andreas were just like in Flagstaff in Arizona after for like staying up all night, cutting yeah. down footage, putting, making the video. And then I think obviously because people had seen it in the news and heard about the moment of the jump too much, they became desensitized towards seeing another title or a thumbnail of Will jumping out of a helicopter because mm. they just thought, well, I just watched him. I don't think I'm going to get anything more than that moment. But I think still, like, our core audience and the people yeah. that cared still watched. And the OGs know, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and that story is one of the ones that I'm, like, just proudest of the storytelling sure. and the way it was, like, laid out. Mm-hmm. It was um, beautiful. Everything about it. Yeah. I feel like Will, Will Smith and, like, his content, like you said, he's picked up digital really well. 
you guys were kind of referencing earlier, like you want to position yes theory as a part of humanity's future and be yeah. able to communicate a message to humanity. I see Will Smith and your guys' content is very similar. It's positive. It's making it's bringing light to situations. Like you mentioned earlier, what, where do you guys see the future of humanity, the future of the world and how your content is it always going to be a shitstorm like it is now is what we're saying. Are you optimistic? Yeah. We're optimistic because we're creating that world that we want to be in and we're able to live in it with people who follow the same ideals, whether that's in phys- like in, around our physical spaces by the friends that we surround ourselves with or the amazing community that was that was built. And that's that's where we just know that like, you know, eventually people are going to find funny enough, like the, the discomfort that we're asking them to seek is only going to bring them comfort in finding each other, which was exactly what happened between myself, Matt and Thomas yeah. is that by finding each other and by being able to develop this friendship, the, the comfort that we needed to face the world and to face all the challenges that were coming. Cause it wasn't just, you know, it wasn't sunshine and rainbow. Is that the term? Sunshine, sunshine and rainbows. Also, yeah. Sunshine and rainbows. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is that okay? Yeah. 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 Not yeah. from here. Just English sometimes. <laughs> but, um, you know, we went through a, f- a fuck ton of struggles and, and challenges as we built this and moments where it all seemed like it was coming to an end. But by being with each other and supporting each other, that's all the comfort that we needed to actually keep going. And I think the community that we're building right now can replicate that experience between instead of between three friends, it can be just an infinite amount of combinations of friendships that are being built and people meeting. And we see that through people's eagerness to meet each other. Um, just as much as they would be eager if we were visiting a city to meet to meet us. So most recently for the episode we put out last Sunday, we had a challenge. We were making an art piece that was the concept was about connecting circle. It was going to be displayed in the Metropolitan Museum in Tokyo. And then we asked our community to go out and make actual physical circles and send this footage of it because we're going to take that that DVD that we're going to put all the footage on and make it put it in the museum. Oh, that's cool. Uh, that's cool. And then over over three thousand people just on a whim. Yeah, on a 24-hour notice, organized meetups just through Instagram comments and people saying, oh, I'm in that city, let's meet. Damn. And then we had like a, just a, an insane amount of footage being sent to us of all these people meeting for the first time, connecting as a community and just realizing that like this is what it's about. Yeah. It's people people being able to to have that connection and, as, a, as a goal for them in life and to be able to establish, uh, to just ha- have experiences that are, I'm losing track of my thought here. No, no, no. I've, um, I've been to one of your meetups and uh, it was when you guys did the dance oh, party yeah. at the top of the That's mountain. Yeah. And I, f- I would recommend anybody out there to go to these meetups because <laughs> it is true when you meet people and you're on that same that same frequency in person, like that's what it's all about. That's what I think there's so many of us really truly down to our core want that. We want to meet and connect and belong and just feel like we're a beer. Well, I think discomfort makes you vulnerable. So the second you're vulnerable, especially with a group of people, like people see the true side of you and they're allowed to be vulnerable too, you know? And that's just the most beautiful experience because you're like, fuck, I'm so embarrassed, but so are you. And you laugh about it. You know, and you connect on that level, whereas a lot of like the connection today is very superficial and it's small talk. And like, that's just not our our thing, like just small talk in general. Like we just dive deep instantly. We're like, what do you what's your biggest insecurity? What is your biggest insecurity, Logan? I think I asked you this in person before. (laughs) Do you remember the answer? Um, You actually told me that you're not you weren't necessarily insecure about anything at that point. Oh, really? Yeah. What's my biggest insecurity? Uh, I think now is. To be honest, and like you guys probably see it in, in the content is uh, referring to the audience is 
I'm afraid to fuck up again, dude. Mm. I've lost. I mean, I have, there is no room for me to, to fail anymore, which sucks because yes, I'm going to grow, but damn, um, failure leads to the ultimate growth. So, you know, watching what I say constantly, not being afraid to do certain things that I want to do, or even like, I, I sort of find myself stopping my thoughts sometimes. Like how fucking dangerous is that? Mm. Cause I think this cancer cancel culture that has been bred, um, by the world it scares me so yeah i mean maybe i'm being like a fucking bitch and maybe i just need to sack up and we talk about all the time maybe i just need to sack up that's that's the whole point yeah but also like at what point do i just own it and trust myself and go for it. Like, I'm going to piss people off, man. I'm going to. You for see, it does people not, can be mad at me. It does not have to be your, 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 that you trust yourself. You've got, you've got an, a unit around you that, that you've built in a way that makes sure that there's accountability over you. And people around you, that if you say something a little off in a podcast, they can be like, okay, like, mark this. We're going to cut it out of the edit because maybe it's not, maybe it's not a great idea to say. Well, okay, yeah. Okay. So like the going gay comment, for example, which by the way, do I even need to clarify that you can't just go gay? Like I'll just say, right. I made my apologies and everything. Um, the, I don't have, um, any, I don't have a, a gay person on my team. So it like, yes, I have a review team. It flew over their heads. Like, um, so sure it, it's ignorance on my part, but I, it's maybe ignorance on the people around. At what point am I, walking on eggshells where it's like some stupid comment like that that i made blew up in the media and in my turn um to address it what the video got like 400 000 no views. It, they don't yeah. give a shit they just mm-hmm. want to they just want to roast you and toast you and then you know call you an asshole and move on with their day they don't care about your apology even though they demand one they don't give a shit about it um they don't care how you tend to make amends with what they perceive as ill will, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm just, yeah, my insecurity is, uh, is my, I'm afraid of fucking up, which sucks. But that's amazing. And I think you should say that as often as you can almost, because that makes you so fucking human. You yeah. know, people are afraid to fuck up all the time. We're afraid to do it too. You know, we're everybody, afraid that if like a clip is. of us, you know, just goofing around leaks and yeah. we've said something really stupid and they're like, you know, what was that? And then it just spreads. We're like, that's not who I am. Yeah. But I'm human and I mess up and I'm afraid to do it. And dude, yeah, you're a human being. Yeah. I guess so. What about you, Mike? What's your what's your biggest insecurity? I want to know this. Whew, I didn't know we were going here. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> my biggest insecurity is not moving fast enough to make an impact with a story that I've held on to for a long time that I haven't told. Mm. That... Uh, uh, that I'm working to pull together now. So I'm, ma- I'm making amends for it, but uh, a story that deals with a lot of suffering and, and is become kind of the leading cause of death in this country. And a lot of, a lot of people are suffering with every day. And uh, a story that I started telling recently that I'm mm-hmm. moving now to produce into an entire, I have a book that's in, in final edits now. And so uh, making sure it scares me to think that I, I could have helped people faster or more in a more impactful way than I did with a story that is as visceral and, and, and moving as mine is, you know? And so, uh, um, that scares me. That scares you were, me. you were just scared to put it out for so long for a long time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I worked a lot in the corporate world. I mean, like, you know, like I, I think I worked with you guys on the, on love sack stuff at one point. I think, I think yeah. I oh yeah. Stuff. Um, and so, yeah, it's just been, uh, it's just been kind of finding the right time. And so now it's uh, kind of the time to step up. Hell yeah. Yeah. Dude, I'm stoked for the book. Yeah. It's going to be, be cool. good. What's yours, Spencer? 
Oh, I want to know because I, I don't know if I know. I can relate to Mike. I think mine is um, I've been working on a documentary about education for five years. Wow. And um, like my insecurity is how is that going to be received by people? You know, like how am I even going to do it? And just re- like recently, I've actually started to really put a lot of energy backing behind it. But, you know, I guess the insecurity is like just believing in myself that this film can really actually impact the educational system. Mm-hmm. And I'm addressing that. That's why I resonate with you, Mike, because you're, you know, every time you move towards putting something like that out, you know more about yourself and it actually starts to happen. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I took like little, uh, it's funny cause you know, you guys talk about seeking discomfort and kind of the first thing that I did that, pushed me towards knowing I needed to do this was start talking about it. Like you just said, like start talking about it with yourself, with other people. And I made a short video on, on YouTube and I, I don't make videos on YouTube and it got like, I don't know, 400,000 views on it. And people, and people started reaching out to me like, uh, I've struggled with addiction. I've struggled mm-hmm. with anxiety. I've su- struggled with a traumatic past and like hearing you talk about it. Like they don't even want a response from me. They just want to hear me talk about mm-hmm. it. Hearing me talk about it gives them hope that they could aspire or, or it's okay to aspire to be so much bigger than they are right now, you know, and to do so much better. And so, uh, yeah. It frees people. That's the craziest yeah, thing. Sure. I remember when I was 19, I had, I was like smoking a ton of weed, you know, in college. Yeah. And I gradually like bit by bit, my anxiety just like overtook my life and I had this insane panic attack and my brain just completely twisted. And I was like this whole different person, I couldn't look in like people in the eyes, you know, I was just so socially anxious. I couldn't go out. I like locked myself in my room and I would go on YouTube and I would look up. I had this like acute form of anxiety name. It's called depersonalization. Uh, and I would go on YouTube and I would look up depersonalization disorder. People and there would be people with videos of like 5,000 views. And it'd be, go on for like 20 minutes and I'd watch the whole thing. And it was dudes my age who were like, yeah, I smoked a joint and I haven't been the same since. And dude, it like completely saved me because I thought I was going insane. And then some of people got out of it and I was like, damn, you can get out of that. That's incredible. Like through exercise, meditation, you know, getting your shit together, you can get out of it. Have you, have you put it away? Like do you feel the anxiety? Like, no, I mean, I, I don't have that disorder yeah. as much, but the anxiety is still for sure there. Yeah. Uh, it's something I just deal with every day. And I heard actually you guys were talking about it yesterday on the podcast with Elle. Yeah, with Elle. Uh, yeah, it's a bit, it's been a big topic for me because it's a contributor. I think, you know, I think mental health and substance abuse are completely aligned topics right now. Mm. And uh, it actually brings up to another me to another topic I wanted to ask you guys about uh, quickly. What do you say to um, to people who think that you guys have this imagination of this utopian, you know, universe where everyone gets along and talks to each other and it's and they and they say I can't say yes to things because I have to go to my job to feed my kids or I can't say yes to things because I have to find my next bag of heroin. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And those people are everywhere. They're everywhere. They're, yeah. And so like, what do you say to these people that are struggling so much right now in their life? Just, they don't even, some people that don't even want to get out of bed because of their depression and anxiety. Like, what do you say to them to like, it's not like, Hey, do you want to come fly around the world with me? Like, what is it? What's your message to those people that can't say yes right now? I think it has a lot to do with 100 Days of Sweat and kind of what's behind that mentality. Yeah. Um, I think people fall prey to wanting to to make the drastic big decisions or thinking that, oh, they need to say yes right now to something that will end up 
you know, turning a switch and their life would just go around. And people don't realize that it's the, it's the practice of that you develop by saying yes to small little things every day. So you're, you know, you're just really concerned about, I don't know, feeding your family or doing, or doing whatever it is that you have to do. There is still ways that you can, I mean, that, that sounds pretty uncomfortable as a, as a, as a setting to be in where you have to, you know, struggle to struggle for your family. But I think there is a, it's all about a choice of how you respond to your, to your environment and whether your act of seeking discomfort is going to be to talk to a stranger in the grocery line or at the bus stop, because you just never know where that conversation will lead you. Here's the thing, like, and I heard this, I heard this once from Jason Silva. I'm sure you, you know, who Jason Silva is. Um, and, and he said, uh, juxtaposition is the perfect framework for serendipity to happen. So whenever you're exposed to very, very unfamiliar environments, places that you're almost not supposed to be in and conversations that you're not supposed to have, this is when serendipity, this is the, this is when serendipity can occur. Serendipity, for those of you who don't know the meaning of the word, it's, it's the really pleasant occurrence of, of something, something that is so unexpected, but still so pleasant in nature. So I would, I would call meeting Matt and Thomas, very serendipitous yep, event. Absolutely. And that serendipity happened, happened because I was, I decided to go check out a party that I wasn't, didn't belong to, or wasn't supposed to be there for. So always, as you are dealing with whatever it is you're dealing with in life, just always ask yourself, how am I, how am I exposing myself to a different perspective than what I'm living right now? Yeah. So if you're living with addiction, is there a path where I can expose myself to living without it? living without yeah, it? Or if I'm, yeah. if I'm constantly thinking that I'm struggling and I have to make money and that's the, like my life is just revolving around my job. Is there, is there something, is there a passion or is there anything small that you can say yes to on a daily basis that will eventually strengthen that mus- muscle? So I've always struggled with uh, procrastination and just focus and getting things done. Also extreme ADHD case as a kid, wanted doctors, wanted to fucking stuff me with meds, but never kind of never got to the point where I actually liked them. So I never, never took them. Um, and one of the, one of the things that I struggled with, with most after particular events that happened over the last year is I fell back into depression, which is something that I've struggled with before. And it's really, it's really interesting for to see people's reaction who who are, I don't have a personal connection with when they hear that I'm I'm dealing with depression because they're like, dude, you're living the dream life. You you get to wake up with your best friend every day and do all this crazy shit. But How frustrating is it's that? Re- for you? Yeah, because it, 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 it doesn't really. Yeah, it has nothing to do with it. But moving on, like, and this is this is something that Matt had a huge just impact on me with, which is understanding the value of movement and physical exercise and for him dealing with anxiety every day and seeing how he deals with it and see, seeing how proactive it, he is as he takes the steps that would prevent that uh it motivated me to also want to okay well you know what i'm sick of waking up and having these mornings where i don't really want to do anything or don't want to get out of bed so i decided that I, I i will make the commitment to sweat every day for 100 days straight um Day ninety eight now. Day ninety eight. Oh, oh damn! Really? Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. Congrats, are you going to do, do a recap on it? Uh, so I, I didn't do it for a video, and I was very I was very careful with. I think maybe I'll do yeah a recap for like, like this IGTV. was not content for you. This was yeah. A, this was actually like I because I I realized that if it becomes content, then I might 
kind of corrupt the actual intention and the great, reason great. of why yeah. I wanted to do this. I mean, we've used content to be able to push ourselves to do the marathon, the half Ironman. It's a great way to you can use to actually push you, push yourself further. But for this one specific, I knew I was gonna, I was about to do something that really scared the shit out of me. Consistency and routine. Yeah. So why does amazing. that scare you? I don't know. It's 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 a uh, till this day I don't understand what is it about routine that really really scares me. Really. Um, and they and they say that it is the core like way to cope and beat anxiety with, like the, with any yeah, any mental that's the first time actually i heard that when you said it yesterday. wild and it's kevin hines that talks about yeah. you know why routine. you know why why i don't know why it is why maybe is maybe you've conceptualized this but i think because routine is indicative of a form of comfortability mm. and your entire message and being is the exact opposite <laughs> of that mm. Well, it but takes I, all unpredictability out of the, the situation. But I feel, I feel some, I mean, there is, yeah, I think there's a bad type of routine and there's the good one. The, the good routines are the ones that you intentionally put, plug into your morning, you know, to actually create an environment where you can go about your day. So whether that, you know, I started writing a gratitude list every morning, five things I'm thankful for, just right, right when I wake up, grab my phone, write it. Shouldn't be on my phone, but I do that for now because <laughs> I am, I'm, I'm trying to start a habit. And I think something that really helped me cope with the challenge of 100 days sweat is realizing that I cannot improve a habit that I still have not created, which is always what people, it's been my mistake the whole life. It's like, I want to go work out three times a week and just have the most badass workout. <laughs> but like, I don't even move or do anything that is in the vein of like, you know, sweating or getting exercise in that all of a sudden I would start you know, lifting. And at least for my brain, that's not how it works. For some people, it's easy to make the decision and commit. For mine, it was so hard because I, I would just always find a reason not to do it. But by by saying that I'm going to do it for 100 days, setting the, 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 you know, the condition that allows me to check it every day to be super low. So I would do, on some days, my workouts would be just 10 minutes because all what I'm doing, I'm doing push-ups and setups and crunches or whatever yep, it is yep. until I drop a, a sweat and that was it. And those are days where before there is no way anyone can would get me out of bed or i would leave and want to do anything but on days now i just i i know that at some point it just becomes i know i will feel so much shittier if i don't stand up and do 10 minutes of yeah. of whatever it is that i'm doing to sweat than not do it at all out of, out um, of all the out of all the things that i've done in my life to correct bad habits or to um or to improve myself group counseling, talking to people, working at careers, trying different things, photography, all everything, I probably owe the majority of my success to cardiovascular exercise. Really? It is the And by the way, all, all he so does is the much. elliptical. I do all kinds works. of but listen, I nice. also he that's what he has here. That's what you see here. <laughs> I mean, I've jokes, only seen him he on jokes the elliptical. with me about it. But I but I when I uh when I got clean and, and when I started getting my life together, I weighed 300 pounds at one point. Wow. And no so way. yeah, I was about a hundred pounds more that way now. Wow. And I bought a a secondhand bike. It was like 50 bucks, dude. And I started riding every day, 20 miles, 30 miles, 20 miles, 30 miles, 20 miles. 20 miles. Every day I would ride that fucking bike, dude, and sweat and sweat. And I found that when I was on that bike, all the thoughts stopped. Mm. All the urges stopped. Yeah. Everything stopped. Couldn't be on your phone. Couldn't be on my phone. It took yeah. the phone out of the equation completely. So that was in my bag behind me. Yeah. And I would ride to this beach every day. And I would set my bike up and I would look out over the beach. And like, What was just, the trigger for you? What, what got you out? A number of things. Like there, the, the big inception point for like getting my life together was 
both my mom and the legal said there was a bunch of different okay. things but what made it happen was was also a number of things but cardio was a major yeah. part of it wow. a major part of Hell it yeah. yeah and I, I preach exercise to everybody like if you're sitting around out there feeling depressed feeling anxious go for a run pick up some weights get on a bike anything anything but, yeah. and I, I think sometimes I, I couldn't agree more but i think sometimes the idea of anything can overwhelm someone from taking an action because they don't know exactly what, what is it do. what yeah. what is it that they do yeah. that's why and and again as someone who you know i'm obviously surrounded by great people very positive environment opportunities to work out here every day with all these people around me but i still wouldn't do it um because again, I was trying to like improve on a habit that I didn't necessarily have, but it's only up until it became like an automatic thing in my mind where I wake up and I know that some sort of, some form of exercise is going to be a part of that is when I actually started, you know, perceiving myself better. I always had this very negative narrative around myself and the way I would speak to myself and, you know, lack of self-love and not taking very good care of myself and what I eat. But as you kind of establish, they call them keystone habits, which is like our habits that can affect other aspects Hell of yeah. your life and exercise one of the biggest keystone habit, habits that you can, you can form. And again, I didn't do it for, I didn't do it for any physical transformation. My body doesn't necessarily look that much different now because again, I was in it to just get my mind to accept the idea that no matter what, every day I'm going to show up for myself. and I'm going to do something active. Yeah. I have an idea. Go for it. I think it's going to be good for your mentality, your physicality, and most importantly, your, your sexuality. Okay. Your sexuality. <laughs> 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 nah, your YouTube channel. This would be sick. Uh, why don't you do a yes theory on taking up boxing and being on the undercard of my rematch oh versus KSI? That's, you know what? That's Matt. <laughs> Matt is the fight. I am not a fighter at oh, all. Really? Would you Would you ever? Think about that. That'd be sick. <laughs> I'll think about it. I'll talk to the... Yo, something the think about that. Something exactly. doesn't fit in the yes theory about just going and beating the shit. No, it's, yeah, not, about, that's it's the not about that. For me, it is. I'm going to kick KSI's ass. Yes. But for you, Theory, for you guys, mm. it, I think it'd be more about the journey of becoming a boxer. Bro, that shit is hard. I, I have to say, I've always wanted to be in a cage fight. As a thing, so, I'm doing yeah, it. I'm doing speaking it. to him. Yeah. I'm doing it, bro. So, Before I die, I need depending it. on how yeah, the Iron Man goes. Absolutely, gonna be in a cage fight. All right, I maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll do it. But I think in return, if I did do it, you'd have to do. I guess both of you would have to do an Iron Man with Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> just point. checked out. Instantly. <laughs> yeah. Instead of having elliptical, no, he, Michael be there. He wants to do it. <laughs> and and, and, and to, to be fair, he's not saying it, but I have 25 screws in my right ankle. And I know. That's, that, that was the and so I And so I have a degenerative arthritis in my right ankle. Okay. That's a result not, Okay, you're making me feel bad. Shit that you're I don't know. No, I think he's doing it on purpose. No, it's I was no, going to mention no, the bad no, ankle. I just yeah. want him to understand why I'm not running marathons. If you want to do a 180-mile cycle, I could do it with you right now. And he'll probably win, dude. Mike's a beast on the bike. Yeah, Mike's a beast. One thing that stuck out, one of, one of my last notes, in your story, like your journey and your progression to get to this point where you're able to even do 100 days of sweat, you're able to stick to this, you're able to get out of these mental, both of you, all of you, mm-hmm. um, you started with just one decision. There was one thing to get out of your comfort zone. So I think that's a message that I pull from you guys that's so such a healthy reminder is we we tend to make it so complex. We're like, oh, my, my life is where it's at. How do I get out of this? Blah, blah, blah. And you start going down this path. But really, in all reality, it's one thing. And how I relate to that, which I don't think I've ever told you, oh. you guys, um, back in January, when I saw Logan's tweet, I, I was concerned for him. I was like, you know. Which one? The first one. Yeah, when you were, yeah. When you 
the first saw what the, you saw in January in, in oh, Japan. Gotcha, Talking gotcha, about the first yeah, yeah. like apology. apology. No, 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 no. What tweet? No, when you saw you you said what you saw in the first. Oh, okay, okay. And I I was like genuinely concerned. I was like, I hope he's okay. Mm-hmm. And so I thought about texting him just to like send some support. And I asked one of my friends. I was like, should I do it? Um, because I didn't want to like you know I didn't want to have it come off wrong. And they said, do what you feel is right. So I had this decision and I put my phone down. I was like, nah, I'm not going to text him. Mm-hmm. And then five minutes later, I was like, you know what? I'll just text him, send him some love, send him some support. I sent you that text. I don't know if you remember that. Just checking in and see if you're all right. But if I would have never sent that text, I wouldn't be sitting here. You wouldn't have, you know, really? you and I wouldn't have met. You oh, and I wouldn't shit. have made that documentary. Like that was, I was that close to not texting you. Oh, when was the last shit. time you guys had talked? What's that? When was the last time you guys had talked? Probably that? like months. Yeah, six, six, really? months, six or so. months or so. Damn, so damn. I think even just like reaching out to someone, seeing if they're okay, yeah. checking in with someone, like reaching out for help. Like it never was, uh, I didn't go into it with any intention. For sure. And it's like, you never know what the world can open up. It's crazy. What are you okay can do, you know? Yeah. Right. As a question. Big truth. Yeah. How much it can All right. open up. I challenge people watching right now to not necessarily say, are you okay? But just text someone that you've never they, no, you've never. Text someone that you haven't talked to in a very text long time. Text someone that you've never texted. <laughs> <laughs> that you haven't met. Yeah. Uh, yeah, text someone that you haven't talked to in a very long time and just check in and see how they're doing. Uh, yeah, thanks awesome. them for the, being a part of your life. I like that. Yo, Oof. on that note, I want to go to the audio version only. It's just a short little Q&A. So you got to cool. go to iTunes or Spotify. But if you're here on YouTube, just do me a favor. Hit that fucking subscribe button. Yes, Theory. Thank you for joining us on Thanks. this episode oh, yeah, of Impulsive. Yeah, yeah, you guys you are guys. great. Awesome. Uh, Thomas, we miss you, man. Maybe we'll <laughs> come through. Hey, maybe we'll see you soon. <laughs> we'll send Thomas on his own. To just get uh, <laughs> I would love that. Th- thank you guys so again for listening to this episode of Impulsive. Mike does more than the elliptical. That was a joke. I, 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 you just got so serious after I no, said it, and now I'm feeling bad. I didn't bad. mean to. I didn't mean to. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to drop a bomb. No. Well, I just was being honest about things. So yeah, yeah. Is, that, is that you reaching out to Mike? Make sure he's okay? Are you okay? My ankle kind of hurts, yeah. <laughs> you guys should like people should see you doing it. You should do it right now, Logan. Specifically, you just like pull out your phone, text someone you haven't talked to. I, I, oh, I can show right. that right now. Yeah. Do that. I'm gonna do that as we the, the audio text? version only. <laughs> hey, thinking about you. Very. Uh, is this gonna get me bad. late or is this, this like good this, intentions? This person just text, this person just texted me all these times, right? And is an old friend from Connecticut, and his last text is too cool for me now, huh? Oh, I'm gonna text him back you know what? right now. Do it, do a voice. I have a have more personalized, like, hey, dude, hey, Paul, what's up, man? Been really busy, just grinding out here with LP, but I uh, just want to check in with you and say uh, I miss you, man. And uh, I'm gonna text you again after I send this. Voice memo right now. <laughs> I, I sent I sent I sent mine to that was good. That's oh, great. Yeah, that was good. I, I sent mine to my brother. Feel like I worded it wrong because it just said you feeling okay, bro. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, wait, what's going on? <laughs> my friend, did you see something online? Or we're, something? we're going to the audio version only. Like and subscribe. Peace. <laughs> that is hilarious. All right, here we are. Well, I, I feel different. this. Like, I really did. Look, That's I said, incredible. you feeling okay, bro? <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be like, am I? I don't know. I don't know. Am I? What's going on in my life? That's hilarious. <laughs> Yo, I have a question. How do you guys feel about authority? Ooh, good question for this guy. Oh. I hate authority. authority, dude. A spies? Despise. Despise. Oh. <laughs> uh, like, never was able to deal with it. Never. At any time I feel like anyone projecting that energy on me, I just kind of like, oh, I become a 
like a wildcat just slash out. Same with him. <laughs> I have a little. Uh, so in my older age now, because I, I, you guys might not know this, but I'm 34, so I've, oh, I've got old fast or something. I don't know, man. <laughs> just skip years, everything. dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I I used to be bad. Like I would get pulled over, and I'll be and like I would be like bad. Like I would try to start shit. Like you got to like what's the fucking problem? Like I'm wow. Feel like I was. That's who I was. And now what it is is everything stays bottled up until it's not bottled up anymore mm. and so like he'll see me like be good be good be good be good and then he i was at dinner the other night with him and he goes uh it's not even just authority but it's like when i'm challenged a certain way he goes he says to like the person who's sitting next to him, he's like i've seen this face on him before mike was about to say mean things to the people at the table because <laughs> they were pissing him off and i just know when he's he's crossing that line where like he will say something that will ruin the relationship. Forever. The people we're at dinner with yeah. will get up and leave. And I and I was like, uh, what one out of every 44,000 interactions? Like it's so rare, uh-huh. but when it happens, and it so like happens. he and so he sensed it and he he goes, uh, Mike's going to a place that you're not gonna like right now. And so when he said he said it jokingly, I got up, went to the bathroom, splash water in my face, took 50 <laughs> deep breaths, came oh, yeah. back. Good. Handled. Good friend. Handled. Yeah. yeah. So what if what if your 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 content or uh, something that you're trying to say yes on or about is halted by authority? How do you deal with that? Well, I'll explain that. Okay. So, um, for example, whenever I am, say I'm doing a, a video in a mall and you know the security comes up to me, I'm always like. I, I'm very respectful always mm-hmm. in a, in a way. I'm always like, we are so sorry. Like it won't happen again. Granted, then I'll do it again immediately after. <laughs> but like, how do you hand, handle it? Uh, no. So the authority that I'm talking about, I think our experience of authority is probably. That's very, what I'm very saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, but different. I'm yeah. I'm from Egypt where you know, uh, a yeah. cop can literally like, if at night you're walking home, a cop can come up to you and search you. And if, they don't like your like your attitude. They will put a piece of hash in your pocket, and you will go to prison for a long time because that's how it works. So, every, you know, my relationship with authority in that way has been very much affected by my upbringing back in Egypt. That's why I I don't necessarily lash out a security guard or someone coming to shut me down. Oh, I never lash out. Yeah, I mean. yeah. <laughs> but and that's not the type of authority that pisses me off. It's whenever I see it happens to me a little bit at airports. Just like oh. someone really trying to use their TSA, like their pl- place of power. Not T. Actually, actually, I experienced it because more of in other countries. Ethnicity? No, I mean, I, I, I would assume so. But you remember when we were in, in uh, coming back from Italy? That guy that wanted to t- that took the mm. from yeah, and from like we, we, yeah. When we were coming back from Rome, and this guy wanted, we were with uh, with one of our one of our girlfriends and. She he took like an alcohol bottle from her, and Matt was walking in with the same one, but just because she was like, you know, a pretty, girl. pretty yeah, girl, a girl, yeah, pretty girl, yeah, he wanted yeah. to kind of like make a move, and that really fucking pissed me off. What just when I saw man. that happen, and he he throws her alcohol that she was really like looking forward to bringing back to her friends, and just like takes it, throws it in the trash, and Matt just walks out with with his. And it was duty free alcohol. It was duty free. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. yeah. I don't know. So I. Oh, dude. And then I, I end up go, telling them that I'm going to go to the bathroom. And just because I hated that situation so much, I devised this whole plan that the second he turns around, I'm going to stick my hand into the trash bin that he threw the alcohol bottle in, take and I'm going to take it back. No did way. You? And I did it. You did? Oh, it's a fucking dude, glorious dude, fucking that, girl, that girl was just like... Well, that girl, I, was, I was with the girl. And so Amar yeah. comes back with the bottle, and I'm like... Oh, God, damn. damn. <laughs> oh, I look like a bitch. Yeah, that's funny as hell, dude. <laughs> 
Damn, you're you're That's a hero. A move, yeah. Are you guys are you guys all wingmen for each other? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah good time. How is that? Do you have any wingmen tips? Wingmen tips. Ah, uh, Amara's an amazing wingman. Amara's like, yeah, he's done. I think the the best thing that he does is he genuinely believes in the good of us, yeah. you know. And he expresses it so well to the girl, you know. He's like, "This is the best man that you'll ever meet." I swear to God. And she's like, it's "What?" True, I swear no, I, no, it's definitely true. It's I've met a lot of dudes. I would like you could you could date my daughter. Oh damn! Wow. Dude. I love even I, in twenty weird, thirty but, years from now. Please yeah, date yeah. my daughter. He's gonna be calling you up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yo, yo, I got that daughter. I referenced <laughs> impulsive twenty five years ago. Yeah. Or call them for their kids. I mean, that's that's probably gonna work too. <laughs> oh, you mean like your kids? <laughs> Look, just to be kids. a little more realistic. No, no, no. Uh, like your kids date, date my kids. Oh, I see. Exactly. Kind of like the old school way. Yeah. yeah. It's arranged, arranged marriage. marriage. Arranged marriage. <laughs> yeah. Old school way. Um, yeah. How would you be? Describe a good wing. Are you guys wingmen for each other? Oh, Mike I, is the best wingman really? in the history of mankind. I, he, I, wow. can't, I can't tell That's any of the stories. He, he's gotta, I can only let him say what he wants to say. <laughs> no, he's, just, he's just, he's the best, dude. Like, uh, I try, I try to be for you. You don't really need me, though. We don't really need each other. It just, no. it, like, helps. Uh, it's, this is a tough one. Are they bragging about like that? Well, yeah, you, really might have, you might have uncovered an interesting, <gasps> interesting, I don't even know. Oh, Here, that's here's, Well, Spencer's got a girlfriend. Cameras, so he's <laughs> yeah. We'll cut the cameras. Uh, <laughs> we, here's what I'll say. I'm kind of lazy. Uh, I don't want to always put effort in, into uh, talking to girls. It's just how I am, or talking to people in general. Like I just don't really give a fuck sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes, sometimes, obviously. sometimes. Otherwise, like I'll dive into great conversation, especially if a girl can hold a great conversation. Mm-hmm. Rats a rap. But like most of the time, I'm just lazy. So I'm like, Yo, Mike, can you just like tell a girl I think she's cute and like see what happens? Or if it's like, <laughs> or if it's like an already established thing that we're like all friends. I'm like, Hey, like I know LP like really wants to see you tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and then and it, I want to tell the fucking boulders there the Denver story. Which one? The, Ooh, Denver, the, let's Denver hear it. the Denver. Wait, uh, just give when me. I just say, pop- wait, say one word at a time. And the way, like, just <laughs> flat, give me like, flat fl- Earth Hotel. What? Oh, oh. no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said well, we're gonna turn off the cameras oh, and we're gonna know that we're story. On a whole new thing here. Yeah, that, was responsible. Yeah. that was responsible. Yeah, right you like that? I, I commend <laughs> what you did. Uh, I like how you said Flat Earth Hotel. Flat Earth Hotel. It's a new hotel. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, what's funny, actually, just going quickly back to Mar is this girl that we were with in Rome uh, is a girl that he had found on Tinder and and she's super beautiful. And he was like, this girl would be perfect for Matt. Rather than being like, this girl is super Whoa. cute and be great for me, she'd be like, this girl is Matt's Why? type. Uh, he just know. I just knew like it was instant. Like, oh man, really? that's, yeah, that's, I'm selfish as fuck. <laughs> I take been, Mike's girls all the time. We, well, <laughs> we've been dealing with a little bit of that lately, and what it is is it's like, <laughs> uh, what it is is like, and it's it, it'll be like, fuck, I get caught up here now. Hold on a second. It'll be like it'll be like a group of us, right? Yeah. Like I won't even say names. I'll say it's a group of us, and there's and there's. We are with beautiful girls all the time, every day, in mass amounts, right? But sometimes <laughs> that's how fucking just, dope we are. Not even like by that, but I mean, we're at yeah. mass, we are so mass. fucking cool. No, I will I finish it, this it. fucking story, but but it, you know, we'll be at we're in clubs and we're at events. <laughs> yeah, and shit like that. There's always beautiful girls right, around right. It's LA or Miami or whatever, and yeah. so a lot of times there's one or two of them though that kind of take the cake. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so it turns into like a. 
So let's let's turn to a little bit of a rat race. Right. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and like fishing. Michael, like, Mike will invite a girl over, and like I'll I'll be like I'll be like, oh she's she's pretty cute. And I'll just see. I'll talk to her for a second. And I and I get I, I get mad, and I'm like, bro. <laughs> normally I don't. Normally I'm just because normally we'll have like a couple of two uh-huh. three girls or whatever, and we'll just all hang out. But like sometimes I'll have a girl over that I'm like, this is already in the bag, bro. And and like he'll come up and be like, so. I'll be, I'll be like, yo, where are you from? Where's, where are you from? <laughs> and I go, no. and as soon as he says, where are you from? I go, can I talk to you for a second? Or I don't even say that. I just go, yo, do me a favor. Get the fuck out of here, bro. Because yeah, yeah. he does all the time. He's like, he's like a peregrine falcon. He just moves in at 200 miles an hour. Just, yeah. Yeah. Well, my first question to after Zoned where are you in. from is like, I'm like, it was, by the way, like, what are you doing later? And they're here with Mike. They're hanging out with Mike. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite, my, and that's, and by the way, I, I don't mind Mike it. I don't mind. No, no, no. I, it, we always laugh about it. I don't mind it for the main reason because it's the easiest way for me to spot a, like a, a cloud chaser. Because mm-hmm. the, the girls that I want to fuck with are like, I don't know, me and Mike are going to watch a movie, but occasionally I, it, we've had it happen in the past. Occasionally where the girl's like, I don't know, what the fuck are you doing lately? Yeah. And I'm just like, yo, <laughs> go, go, take it, bro. Again, the filter. It's yeah, a great right. filter, filter, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, uh, yeah now I'm wiped up, so. Are you? Nah, no, sorry. he's no, not. Yeah. <laughs> Spencer. Spencer, yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Andre. Yeah, wingman of the year. Oh, wow. I was like, "Where's he going?" Really? Is yeah. that how you met? I was yeah. like, "Oh, why? he's my wife." I'm wife right? Andre. <laughs> he just goes, "Andre." It's him. It's him. He's the one. Yeah, I have a tendency of doing that. I like lead things on. Oh, I'm just oblivious. You're like dude. me, dude. You're like me. <laughs> so it's hilarious. Wait, how did you and your girlfriend meet through Andre? Uh, at a group dinner, and like it was like a table of like 20 people, and there was literally just two seats in the middle of the table that were just open. And like we both sat next to each other. It she, was super weird. She told me awesome. she did not want to talk to you. She at didn't. First. She really? Didn't. Why not? Uh, I think she just like she stopped dating like four months ago and she mm. just wasn't in the dating mindset. Interesting. But I didn't come into the conversation trying to like I was I, I didn't have an agenda. So right. and she appreciated that. Oh, She's yeah. like, oh, this is a guy that's not trying to get with me. Mm-hmm. And I got with it. Dude, and honestly, yo, I, I have, it's funny you say that, but I, I get this. Yeah, it's funny, it's funny you say that because I, I have to touch on this because I get a lot, just because of like, mostly because of my content, not because it's like necessarily true or whatever, but I get so many DMs that are like, yo, you're always with bad chicks. Like, you got to give me advice. You got to give me advice. You got to give me advice. Spencer just gave you the best advice you'll ever get in your entire no life. Agenda. No agenda. Yeah. The less you try, the more you get when yeah. it comes to girls. Like, it, like sometimes like if you want, like if you want like a relationship, sometimes you have to chase, put in work, that kind of stuff. But if you're just looking to like hang out with hot girls and like do that kind of stuff, I even talk think, to their best friend. I even think of in a relationship like, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. yeah I think what's that? Spencer is talking more I, in context of relationship. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I yeah. still think that relationship Being works a friend too. for yeah. same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Are you, are you guys all uh, like, are you in a relationship? No one is. You guys Recently. are all free birds. No. Yeah. Damn. Oh, damn. Y'all yes, are sir. flocking together. What are you <laughs> flying, <laughs> flying V for? Thomas might. My, my yeah, Thomas v. is on the edge. Uh oh. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Thomas, <laughs> come back. Thomas no. is <laughs> might be captured. I kind of want to party with these guys. No, but do you party? Dude, we, we love party. We love party. Just don't just like, let, yeah, we let loose. And so, like, what happens if you were around some degenerates such we as ourselves? We do not hang out with. <laughs> no, I'm saying like, oh, oh. I mean, you're kind no, of saying like, right now. You're like degenerate girls, not <laughs> no, no, us. Uh, oh, us. Yeah. oh, we. I think we would break a dance floor somewhere. Like, I think that would be. You're probably you're you're probably in the VIP section, but we're always just down and dirty in the dance floor. 
Uh, no, I love yeah, dancing. Dirt. Yeah, you can yeah. do dirty stuff yeah. in the VIP. Yeah, I love show. dancing. I'm moving. It's bro. all about being with the people, man. <laughs> we can ride in the middle there. I fuck with that. No, we like- would. Yeah, let's do it. Let's. Uh, it would be. It would be fun. I'm go down. go somewhere and just like have a. Have a uh, have a walk. Oh, you know what we should do? Have a we should do it after the Ironman with everybody. Down. Yeah, that would be a great selly. celebratory. And yeah. then after that KSI fight that you're going to do, that, that you KSI. said here in a that, that, that you were going to do. When I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No idea. yeah. yeah we're working on it. Damn. Uh, listen, lots are, of- are you in trainings? Huh? Are you training? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Don't maybe let the competition not. know. Yeah. So I'm saying, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I forgot how to box. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I'm knocking motherfucking out, bro. No, I didn't look at Andre because I like looking at my good looking boy. <laughs> True. Spencer's, Spencer's wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, listen, lots of fun today. Yes Theory boys, thank you again for coming thank on. You, you guys can find them on the internet at Yes Theory. And by the way, seek discomfort. Yes Theory.com, that's where they can get merch. Seek discomfort. Seek discomfort. Com. Com. Seek yeah. com. Got it. Oh, yeah. Impulsive Podcast. Hit that subscribe button, the number one podcast in the world. Bye, guys. <laughs>